Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I'm doing a really, really informal podcast, as you can probably tell. Um, I'm not at my computer and I'm also not on a walk, which tend to be the two places I like to record. Um, But this has just been on my heart and on my mind and I figured I would just try to get it out and at least start talking about this in a way where I kind of like drip it out over time as I get a better idea of how I feel about um, sharing this process. So now that I'm done being like awkwardly vague, um, I have a competition coming up at the end of August slash like early September. I'm competing at um, Jiu-Jitsu Worlds, which will be really fun. Um, But it's also a very big competition. And I, I have just want to perform well. So I've been training a lot and I'm also in the middle of a weight cut right now. Um, So that's been a really different approach to how I have trained over the last, I don't know, like ever basically. Um, Certainly in the seasons of having little babies, exercise was more of a find 30 minutes here and there, most days of the week. Um, obviously it was able to progress over time, then surgeries and just so many setbacks, life transitions, everything has been, you know, like my training has sort of ebbed and flowed with work, kids, um, starting a business and just the highs and lows of my mental health, to be completely honest. Um, even though I work in the fitness industry, I'm a coach. I know the value of, um, health and fitness. There've just been seasons where, it just has been a lot harder to be the healthiest version of myself for a variety of reasons and circumstances. And that's all part of, again, this life of athleticism, which is what I talk about all the time in my business is it's not trying to be as fit as possible right now, but it's about like being able to keep showing up over time so that we can improve the quality of our life throughout our life. Um, so that's, that is a huge part of what I believe and also what I'm practicing. And now I'm practicing it in a way that I have not been able to practice, like I said, like ever due to different reasons and seasons of life. But now I'm in a season of life where my business and my kids and time and my body, my brain, all of it is in a healthy enough place to handle this. And I can tell you it was not possible at any other point in time. So I do recognize a lot of the the different aspects of privilege privilege that play into this kind of ability. Um, I don't have a nine to five job, for example, so I can train a lot more. My kids are a little bit older. I can train more. It's just different variables that allow this lifestyle. But I struggled a lot 
for a long time with thinking um, like this pendulum swing, right? Like 10 ish years ago, I was very much like CrossFit and paleo life and no carbs and just really didn't eat a lot. And then, you know, then that pendulum swung to, you know, need to have um, more of like an intuitive eating approach and like not be toxic and not be disordered and all of that. Um, so it's like, we see this pendulum swing with our approach to health and fitness over time and what healthy means to us at different, different times and different seasons. It would not have been healthy for me to be weighing myself all through like my pregnancies. Um, I didn't with chance, for example, I didn't want to know how much weight I had gained. I didn't want to know what that number was. And so that out of sight, out of mind approach felt it felt appropriate for that point in time. And that carried over for many, many years. But that also, there's also a season, for example, when I had my breast implants where I like kind of unknowingly gained a lot of weight and there was so much inflammation. I was just freaking swollen and I hated how I looked, what I looked like. It was really embarrassing and I just wanted to get them out. But that was during COVID. So I had to wait a long time for elective surgery, but I just, I really hated the toll that my breast implants took on my body. And that was like the first time that I felt like I really genuinely don't like how I feel, what I look like, et cetera. And then I got them out and that was healthier. But then over time, you know, again, that was just, I'd rather not know. I don't need to be controlled by the number on the scale or be tracking everything. And like, there was just a lot of narratives I made up around like why I didn't want to know data about my body. And I think because I wasn't mentally ready for the, the impact it would have on me. Um, I wasn't ready to deal with my own bullshit around that, even though, because I took a more like neutral body neutral, except I wasn't being freaking neutral. It was just more of a avoidance. Um, so again, this comes after like a lot of self-reflection to be completely honest. Um, none of us have it all together. And that's why I wanted to share this a little bit more openly um, and unfiltered in a way versus having this like formal podcast episode, I guess. So over time, you know, it just, I didn't like how my body felt. And then last summer, I just remember thinking like, God, I really am not like my clothes aren't fitting and I'm just like puffier looking than what I would like. And I don't like that. I don't like that. That's how I currently feel. That was also around the time that I started thinking about competing in jujitsu. So that was something that like, I knew I needed to face my own bullshit, essentially, if I didn't want to compete because jujitsu is a weight class sport. So I knew that I needed to know how much I weighed. I knew I needed to know what that data was like. I knew that I needed to really get in tune with what was going on with my body, what it needed to perform, improve my digestion, things like that. Um, just where there was like aspects of my health that just didn't feel like it was in as good of a place as I wanted it to be, especially if like competing in jujitsu, like was going to force me to face some of my demons that I felt like I had a really good grasp on, but honestly, it was more of just an avoidance of it and being like healthy enough and active enough but I just started to like not, and I was like to the outside, I, I like look strong. I exercise, I have a healthy lifestyle. I eat well, but when I really started to analyze, analyze it, I was training a lot and actually not really eating 
a lot, or it was like not eat a lot. And then just like kind of eat like an asshole here or there, like with snacking, um, or weekends or meals or whatever. There's like, wasn't as a ton of consistency there. And even like the balance of my macronutrients of like my protein to carb to fat ratios, like those were super out of whack. For example, I was eating really low fat without necessarily needing to, like, I didn't realize that I was eating that low of fat um, and how problematic that was for my body in particular, like digestion and the implications that has on like hormonal health and things and, and that kind of nature. So it became really eye-opening to me to look at my body from that perspective, instead of like, I need to lose weight or I need this. It just was like, okay, if I want to compete, I do need to be aware of how much I weigh. I need to know like what that process is going to look like. And it was like committing to getting familiar with, um, with my body, getting familiar with weighing myself, getting familiar with tracking macros and kind of creating a system to make that more of a repeatable habit. Um, because again, like I was somebody who was like really bogged down by the numbers, really bogged down by having to be that aware of my food consumption and that aware of just like how much I weighed. And it was like a long on ramp season of, of weighing myself to the point where like, and again, I didn't realize I had so much like bullshit attached to this, but I had to, I literally told my husband, I want you to look at how much I weigh. And then I want you to text Antonio, who was my friend. And also somebody who's like working for my business. I did a lot of like macro coaching and understood performance and stuff. I was like, well, you text Antonia, um, like how much I weigh. And then like, here's the weight I would be competing at. And so he was, I didn't even want to know. And I had to get into the habit of like, she wanted me to weigh myself every day. And I was like, absolutely not fucking absolutely not. Um, she's like, but you need to see these fluctuations and that's really going to give you the idea. Cause like, you know, weight truly fluctuates and you don't see that you don't get to see the overall steadiness of weight if you're not tracking that every single day. And I just was like so resistant to that at first because again, it felt like it was too obsessive or too controlling. And I just, again, I needed this like really long warm up period and I knew that for my brain. So there was some resistance there at first with not wanting to weigh myself every day. It was more spaced out um, over time. So that was like, I had a, my first competition in October of 2022 and then like I did well and that sparked my ego of like, well, shit, maybe I want to compete some more, you know, it wasn't that bad. Um, and I had gotten a grasp around like actually weighing myself and having an idea of what my macronutrient like ratios looked like and what I needed to consume. And she had me actually consuming a lot more calories than I was used to to fuel my training because I do train a lot. So it was just like a really eye-opening experience. And that ultimately just sort of sparked my curiosity and interest in like, how is my body feeling? How is it performing? Is it better? Is it different? Is it the same? And instead of having like stories, narratives connected to what it means to weigh yourself every day or what it means to track macros, I just got curious about it where I was like, okay, we're just going to keep experimenting and gradually got better over time at creating repeatable systems so that I would weigh myself in the morning pretty much around the same time. I would, I would naturally eat a lot of the same meals. So for me, that's not 
hard because a lot of that is like my breakfast is the same. Um, snacks are typically the same. The only thing that really changes for me is my dinner or like sometimes like snacks on a weekend, for example, which is fine because at least it gave me a baseline. I needed that foundation of understanding like what my food looked like, what I was consuming. And again, most importantly for me was that ratio was like, okay, are these actually balanced ratios where like I'm seeing improvements in how I feel, how I'm, how I perform, uh, what the scale is doing. And honestly, a huge, um, God, like a huge thing for me was like my digestion. How is my digestion? Is that improving? Um, cause some days this is where we get real TMI on this podcast. Like I would either have like diarrhea or I'd be really constipated. And it seemed like I could never have like consistency uh, in general, like with my, um, bowel movements. And I knew there was a problem. Like I know that. And you know, it's easy to say, Oh, it's just hydration. But like for me, I, I was like, God, I, I am hydrated. I do drink a lot, but it was truly like just my ratio of macronutrients. And when I dialed that in, I was able to make a lot of progress. So I knew that I wanted to start competing more in the new year. So this past year, and I talked to Christy with Fit LV Nutrition and Training. She's a PNPA coach. I trust her. She gets me. She knows my brain. Um, she could give me like the hand holding that I needed. Because so I was like, look, I'm super picky with like who I trust and let like talk to me about <laughs> these things. Because I'm just, I'm so annoying. Like I'm just so controlling and also kind of a hot mess. And there's a lot of things I don't know. And I needed somebody who like wouldn't judge me for being stupid and wouldn't judge me for all of my bullshit. And my, like, just basically when I'm being committed to my own struggle and that's something I have to check myself on a lot, um, and my own narratives. And so she's been really patient with me, which is what I needed to start working with her and just, again, really getting a good idea of like what we would need to see to make a sustainable cut over time in terms of, of like my body weight, not just composition. Like, and that's, what's been so interesting for me is like, this has been such a good learning process because I understand how to make body composition changes, but it's a whole other world to like really get your macronutrients dialed in to create a weight loss. Cause you can change your body composition and not lose weight and um, have not really have that be the data point that is as focused on, but to make weight like that is a whole different, that there's like a game plan that's needed there. So it's been really eye opening for me to see what that has looked like and be tracking things like that and kind of turning my body into this experiment with like, this is how much I'm training. This is how much I need. Okay. This is what my weight is doing. And these are the changes that we now need to make this week or this next like cycle of like macros in order to make my weight class. And for this particular competition, you have to weigh in with your Gion, which adds like at least three pounds, like somewhere between three and four pounds. So not only do you have to be at your weight, you got to be under, under the weight by like a lot. So you can't do uh, like a water cut or anything crazy the night before because you weigh in and then you compete right away. But you truly have to be not just at that weight, but like three or four pounds under because the gi weighs that much. So that's just for people that are like, Hey, you can just do a water cut like that. Not really. Like I'll be limiting a lot the week prior and maybe do some kind of water manipulation. But for the most part, I want to go in feeling as fuel and naturally close to my weight as possible. So it's just been interesting because 
During this process, obviously there's a lot of pressure to be training hard and performing well. Then there's the added pressure of you got to be a certain weight. And like, I'm still in the middle of this process right now. So I don't feel like I have, you know, I'm, I'm still not at my freaking weight. And that's definitely something I have to be cognizant of when it comes to, um, when it comes to talking about this and that process, because again, I'm still like, I'm in the thick of it right now. But I think what my point of wanting to share this part of it is, um, you know, I have always told myself that I was like worried that this would trigger a lot of like eating and exercise disorders or make me feel like shit about my body, make me feel just really down about what I was doing, or just like, honestly, like just hit either end of the extreme of like, I can't do this. This is too like neurotic and toxic for me or like just going into like the bucket mentality of just not, I don't know, just like not being consistent and saying like, Oh, we just, we don't need to live like this um, intuitive eating and, whatever else it might be. Like I can see, I can play both sides of that spectrum really well. Um, I can see it. I can, I could make an argument for either side of like why we really should be aware of our data about our body and why we also need to like not be reliant on data when it comes to our body. Like I can argue both freaking sides. So before anybody comes for me and tells me more about myself, don't. I just think it's been an interesting way to experiment with how my body feels and performs best. And if that is something you need, whether it's for competition or that is for like seeing improvements in your digestion or seeing improvements in your hormonal health, your mental health, anything, weight loss, like that's okay. You should feel empowered to make the changes that you need to make in order to feel best in your body. And I think that data should be what we we don't have to start there. I think we can start with basic intuitive like eating and healthy habit practices, but then data can help the intuitive eating and diet practices, right? Because then you're like, okay, I know that this is approximately what four ounces of protein looks like or whatever. This is what a hundred grams of avocado looks like. I, you start to get familiarity with that. So even if you're not tracking, you're aware of like what your what you're actually consuming, or you can be like, Oh, you know what? I think I'm like really low on fat today, actually. Cause I know that I should probably be consuming around this many grams of fat, um, or approximately this amount of protein. And I think I'm just having like a real low protein day or a really low fat day or something, um, really low carb day, whatever, if you're bonking your performance, like it just gives you a general idea and then you can make it as dialed in or not as you want, but it acts as a framework. And I look, look at this as like a business. You can start your business and kind of like wing it in first and that's cute. But over time, if you want that business to be successful, you have to have systems in place and have repeatable processes and have things that keep it structured and keep it in alignment so that it can scale and grow and improve over time. Again, you can start off winging it, but successful businesses don't stay winging it. We freaking have to dial that shit in over time. Even if you're like me, very visionary, entrepreneurial, like, lots of ideas, um, very creative. You have to have a team and systems in place to support that kind of energy. Well, like that's the same with our body. Like I need my body to perform. I need my body to do well over time. <laughs> like, and that's at a physical output level that is at a 
hormonal health level that is that's just like being the healthiest version of me, right? Keeping my body feeling good over time. And for me, like I also want to look good. I want to be lean. I want to be muscular. I want to perform. I want to look like an athlete. Like I don't like how the pendulum swings when it comes to oh, this will probably get me in trouble. But I just don't like like how the pendulum can swing when it comes to that. Like you can love and accept your body at all stages and aesthetics, and that's fine. And if you want to change your body, that is also fine. Like, and that's where I'm at. I don't like how I look when I'm 10 pounds heavier than what I am. I don't feel good. I don't really like, it's like, I feel good enough, but that's also not how I want to live. And that's not how I want to present. And that's also okay. You know? And I think that like, we don't like, we can love and accept our body at all sizes and appreciate but different seasons, like what we look like at different seasons. But I also like want to be the healthiest version of me. And for me, that is actually not being 10 pounds heavier. That's not carrying more fat on me for me in other seasons in my life. That did have to be for me. I was postpartum. I was recovering from surgery. I was in like a significant depressive episode and just trying to get my shit together and get my life together. My weight has done all kinds of things. When I've been super depressed, I haven't been eating or I wouldn't eat. And I would like lose a ton of weight, get really thin, but then like I would be a zombie or pendulum swing. I'm trying to get healthier. I'm trying to get my life together. I'm trying to get happier. Like moving to Idaho was like, I'm trying to get my life together and I want to feel better. And so then I didn't want the crazy regulation of um, adding another element to worry about, which was my weight and my body and what I looked like and stuff. I was just really trying to focus on other things of healing and getting healthier. And like I did. And then I was like, you know, what? it's time to, it's time to like, look at my shit right now and get it together for the next season I'm evolving into, which is, Hey, I think I like want to compete. I want to dabble in this. I'm training a lot. I'm enjoying this new sport. Um, I feel I, I need to fuel my performance. And frankly, I want to look different again. Like I want to do, and I want to do it in a way that's like not depression, weight loss, or not like, you know, like when I was breastfeeding, like I lost a ton of weight breastfeeding. Like it's just different. I have really spanned my body while it looks it's just kind of been all over the place. And so much has been, has been connected to my brain. And this time I wanted to change my body in a way that like mentally felt good and physically felt good. And this is the first time I think in my life that I've done that in my life, which is wild. Cause it's like the, this is my career. This is my business is like understanding what it's like to be a female athlete um, but we're all susceptible to our own bullshit. We're all susceptible to diet culture. We're all susceptible to the fuck it culture. We're all susceptible to just like the extremes. Like we just gravitate to the extremes so well. And even if you preach messy middle, sometimes you don't like what the messy middle actually feels like. And that's kind of where I was, where I was like, okay, how can I take this to a end of the spectrum without like it being the extreme part of it? Like, how can I just gravitate towards being a little bit more? aware, a little bit more in control, a little bit more um, regimented in my body composition, in my weight, in my food intake. And it's for this reason, how do I, how do I make progress over time? And how do I create awareness around that over time? And that's where I've been at for the last, you know, six, seven months now, when I decided that I wanted to like compete a little and dabble into that life a little bit more um, this past year. It's been really effective. My body composition has improved. I've lost weight. I'm tracking the way I need to be tracking or like that's going down. And I'm just getting more comfortable using like my fitness pal and like having that 
system in place to support my food and my intake and like getting just more basic education around food. So it's one thing like for us to like give general health habits conversations around nutrition. Like I do that all day, every day. It's fine. But then to have more of a, um, like at a micro level understanding of our nutrition, our intake and how to like optimize it for our own unique body. Like that's, that's, that's not my world. I don't live there. I want, but I need somebody who, who can help me, who does live there and can provide the guidance that I need. And that's why working with, you know, Christy has been really helpful. She's just giving me that insight. Um, and she does jujitsu. So she also understands like the output required there and um, just all the things, the mind fuck of competing in a weight class sport, uh, an aggressive sport. <laughs> like there's just a lot of different elements there. So I, I do appreciate that. And I guess I'm here to say that we've seen this pendulum swing so much when it comes to the best or right way to support our body through different seasons of life. And you also don't have to stay in the same place. It doesn't have to be one end of the spectrum or the other. There's a messy middle. And frankly, you can be like, you can lean one way more so than the other, depending on what you need at that given point in time. And like, there has to be a lot of grace there, how I'm training, how I'm eating, how I might the emotional and mental side of this would not have been possible at literally any other season of my life. None, none. It would not have been possible at any other point in my life. What I'm doing right now, my kids are a little bit older. My business is a lot more secure and I have an awesome team that supports me where I do have more freedom. My husband's schedule, my jujitsu schedule. Like there's so many different elements that are giving me the mental space and the ability to improve my relationship with my body and training my output, what I can give that. Whereas like that just wasn't possible with little babies or pregnancies or postpartums or surgeries or God, just like, again, my mental health, different life events moving. Like there's so many elements that have happened over the last 10 years of different, you know, even before like different jobs where I was working all the time for other people. There was no freedom. There was no flexibility. So I'm going to be really clear. Like this is how my life right now is not normal. It was not normal. And it just happens to be that these opportunities have opened up for me this past year, this past year. And I never saw this coming <laughs> thing that this would be something I would dabble in or be interested in pursuing. Um, I didn't think that I would ever be able to have like this kind of truly neutral approach to my body and how I feel, how I perform, um, tracking macros and not feeling like I have an eating disorder. Like I didn't think that was possible knowing how much I weigh and like talking about it casually versus like lying or having shame attached to it, or simply just like not knowing, like it feels really good to be there where I'm like, this is like, it's just, it just is, it's just a data point. It doesn't have anything attached to it. It just is. And then you get around other people that can talk about it. And you're like, cool. Like this doesn't have to be fucked up. This can actually be like, okay. Not, not everything has to be toxic in this world. Just like the out of sight, out of mind, like that can be freaking toxic too. And I, I see that. And I see this pendulum swing a lot in our fitness community. Um, and so again, it sometimes isn't good enough to be in the messy middle of this conversation. Sometimes to create what you need, you have to lean one way 
more so, and then you can come back to the middle and then you can lean the other way and then you come back to the middle and you just lean into whatever, whatever side of the spectrum you need at any given point in time. So that's what I want to share <laughs> a little rambly, literally like pacing around my house. Cause that's just how I had to record this particular episode. And I'm realizing that right now is time is so limited that this is, this is how podcasts are happening right now. So I appreciate you listening and it's something I would like to talk about more, but I am trying to be really like cognizant of how I share about this because talking a lot about bodies, like that's just, that's something that I've always said, like we have better things to talk about, but frankly, this is something that rules all of our lives to a different degree, whether it's from a health related perspective, a self-esteem related perspective, eating disorder, exercise disorder, history, or currently battling some of those demons, like this shit comes up for us, whether we like it or not, whether we want to talk about it or not. And I think it's something we have to acknowledge that there are different approaches needed for different seasons of life. So thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please leave a review like about the whole podcast. I would love that. It helps get this information out into the world, um, these conversations. And thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and postpartum athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you. And please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Bye.